Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, it is the last episode of 2021. It is episode 43 of Powerful.tv Big Fight Weekly with myself, Stuart Palmer, and my co-host and cousin, as always, Chris Hume. Chris, the last show of 2021. And uh, yeah, 43 shows in. Can you believe yeah, it? Yeah, but it's been, a, it's been a good long ride, hasn't it? We've um, had some absolutely fantastic fights, you know, along the way since we uh, started the show. So it's been, you know... Utterly enjoyable. We've had some fantastic comments. You know, you, you've got to jump out and say Brett Thomas and his constant Jake and Logan Paul, you know, comments for the whole almost 12 months of us doing this. So it's there's been some sure good highlights. Um, I, I'm thinking maybe when we come back in the new year, we, we we talk about the whole highlights of, you know, of 2021 and all the fights we've seen and, you know, give it a good wrap up. Absolutely. And thank you to all the guests that have come on as well because mm. we've, we've had a few of them and we've tried to mix it up it wasn't just about reviewing previewing we've tried to mix it up uh, you know we've tried to uh, develop our own interview techniques as well uh, you know it's been a test for myself as well uh, going live every week chris because i was pre-recorded yeah. with the wrestling show but yeah a big thank you to Alty thomas jake cross Chili Willie, we've had Liam McGeary, you know, former Bellator MMA heavyweight champion on. Chris, I'm, I'm forgetting someone as well. Steve Robinson, a big, big Dave prospect. Faulkner. Dave Faulkner, yes, my boss, my boss at Superstar Pro, former Ultimate Fighter alumni. So, yeah, thank you all for coming on the show. We'll get them back on as well, Chris. There's no question of that. Oh, yeah, we'll also get, you know, everybody else. But, you know, me and we're, we're all still trying to get other people on. So, you know, next next year when we come back, you know, our mission is to get other people on so everyone else can have a good conversation with them, not just, you know, not just us. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you very much to everyone. It's It's been brilliant. It's been fantastic. And the first order of business today, Chris, you called it last week. You said how chocked this card was. It's UFC mm -hmm. 269. So the opening portion of the show is MMA heavy, and we will go into Jake Paul and Woodley too in the middle, somewhere around the middle, then the boxing. But yeah, Chris, without further ado, 
What a main event. And Charles Oliveira submits Dustin Poirier and proves that that was wrong, as you've written in the headline there. Chris, the floor is yours with this one to begin the episode. Mate, I, I loved it. And I did say to you how quite evenly matched you were. Um, and I did say about um, Charles Oliveira being a bit chinny uh, and, and getting dropped. But I, I was... Uh, what's the word? I was... Um, I was Oh, I, can't, I can't think of the word now. All this excitement, Stuart. I was blown away <laughs> of, um, of how um, Charles Oliveira took the punches and the power punches from uh, Dustin Poirier in the first two rounds. Uh, Dustin Poirier looked fantastic. You know, he, he was catching um, Charles Oliveira as he was coming in, but he was catching him, as I told you, that walking uh, left to right cross. Uh, and it was, you know, it was hurting Charles Oliveira. You could see who had the, strong, the, the powerful punch between the pair of them. Um but what I liked about what Charles Oliveira mixed in here, Stuart, was when he got him in the clinch, he was going to that body and he was using those knees, you know, in, in the first couple of rounds, you know, to take take the momentum and, I suppose, the, the cardio away from Dustin Poirier. But he was coming in with those elbows as well. And I said to you about uh, Charles Oliveira is how he's mixed things up now and, and he's so much more fluid with his striking game. Um, but, you know, he had to be a bit more on it in the first couple of rounds because Dustin Poirier looked really, really strong. Um, and we go to like you know when Charles uh, got oh, sorry yeah when Charles Oliveira took down Dustin Poirier this is when I start to worry uh, Dustin Poirier I, I understand that he didn't want to come out the guard uh, you know it, it's it's a dangerous game and I said to you last week Stuart about Charles Oliveira's uh, ground game being elite and and I said to you about he's got the most submissions in UFC you know which he has and he's not far off from the most wins in UFC as well now I think you think he's on a 18 or 19 wins in his career in the UFC, yeah. uh, which is, you know, no easy feat. But um, it, it, was, it was it was a really, really good chess match. Um, but, yeah, Charles just beat him up on the ground. As you can see the picture in front of you. That's, it, that, that's, that tells its own story, that graphic that you've picked, Chris. That just tells you that's that's a man getting smithered on the ground. And uh, the, the elbow is, you know, lovely, lovely there, just on the on the side of the face, Chris. Yeah, and he hit several of those on the when he yeah. was in um, Dustin Poirier's guard. And Dustin, obviously, as I said, he, he didn't want to come out of it. He, he, you know, he's alluded to why he didn't want to come out of it in his uh, post-fight press conference. And um, you know, I, I can understand, but he needed a bit more movement, and he needed to sort of sort of get some oomph because he got stuck there. I think pretty much the the entire of the second round. You know, and you look for actually, if you go back to the second round when they're both about to engage, and Dustin's all smiling and happy, pulling his tongue out. And then you go to the third round, his face is a completely different story, you know, and Charles Oliveira put him against the cage, you know, took his back and does what he's done multiple times is in that stand-up guillotine. Oh, sorry, stand-up rear naked choke, not guillotine, my bad. Um, and he got uh, Escudero in his UFC debut with this and it, in, and it was, you know, a really tight squeeze. Um, you know, Dustin did his best to fight him off. I think Dustin alluded to it, he thought uh, Oliveira was going to slip. But you know he's never going to slip from those situations. Um, Charles Oliveira is like a he's like it's like a stick insect. Once he's on, he's got you. He's got you. Um, but a fantastic win for Charles Oliveira. Um, I said to you last week that I wouldn't be too bothered who won this fight because I thought you know they're both blue collared. Um, you know, in mainstays of the UFC, everyone loves them. But you can't argue that Charles Oliveira just looks like a different animal to all those years ago. Absolutely, you know he's had, had had the losses in his career. You know, 
early early on in the UFC. It's just incredible to see. I tell you what, I was impressed with his striking against one of the best strikers. You know, he did. It, it wasn't just about the jiu-jitsu, was it, Chris? You no, know, no. he did very well. He was very very good. He was strong with the striking. I was very impressed. Uh, he's also took a shot at Gaethje because Gaethje was questioning him. I, I did like that. I did like that. That could be setting up uh, for next year. And uh, what a twenty, what a twenty twenty two at lightweight, Chris. When you look that you know we've got Benil Dariush and Makachev going at it. We've got Justin Gaethje in the mix. Obviously, number one contender. Um, what what a twenty twenty two and an early twenty twenty two we're going to have at lightweight in the UFC. Well, yeah. Obviously, then you've got um, our notorious ones coming back, and he's very. Uh, no. made- <laughs> He's made his play. He, I, I've seen a picture this morning, and um, it's uh, it's a picture of him with the UFC new UFC belt. He doesn't have that because he's not won a he's not won a, a, a title. He hasn't won a title in a long time, but he's got the new UFC belt. And if it must be in the gym, and it's you know, when's my date for the title shot? He's not getting a title shot. I'd be frustrated. I'd be I'd be pissed no. off if I see Conor McGregor versus Charles Oliveira, unless he's won a couple of fights to get that shot. And I can't see him. I can't. I don't know. I don't know where he's going to go. Cloud Chandler, Chandler makes more sense for me. Cloud Cookie Land. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe seeing that, that graphic. But that's him, isn't it? As soon as oh, something yeah. happens, as soon as something happens, he wants to be, you know, in, in there and on the socials. And uh, yeah, like you say, he's gotta he's gotta earn that right again. He doesn't just drop in for a title shot, does he? Simple but it's as this that. that changes that though, isn't it? That's I, and that is that's the other way of looking at it, yeah, of course. Financially, he's still gonna be the one that they all want to fight. Because they're going to make the most money. So yeah, you have got that dichotomy as well, haven't you? You know, in regards to Mr. McGregor. Mm. Sound, like Mr. Know, yeah. Sound like Mr. McGregor's golden. Oh, he's golden, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. another thing for another day. Well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Listen, they both have had fantastic journeys between uh, Oliveira and Dustin Poirier. They both had um, fantastic journeys to get where they were. You know, you've got to feel sorry for Dustin Poirier because it's just two title shots he's had now. Okay, he lost to Khabib. No, you know, no. you can't complain about that. He's the best not. in the world. But he's, he's, he's battled his way to the title shot again. Uh, only to come up, you know, seconds again with another choke, you know, another submission loss. Um, where he goes from here, I hope he doesn't retire because a lot of people, and I think he said he needs to look in the mirror and work things mm. out. But I, I, he's still young enough and I think... There's still a lot of fights he can have. He's got obviously going to have to rematch a few people because he's beaten most of the people in that division. Um, yeah, I, I feel sorry for him in that way because it must be disheartening. But, you know, I hope he doesn't go away and, and, and retire. I hope he comes back next year fresh and then, you know, we can pick up where he last, last left off. What a lovely gesture from Poirier as well, donating $20,000 I did see over to Oliveira for, you know, a chosen charity of his choice. I think it was to help where he, where he lived in, in Brazil somewhere. He's given him twenty thousand dollars. I think, I he, I think I, yeah, I think Charles did the same for the Dustin Poirier Foundation. Right, well. okay, okay. That is good. Good to see, isn't it, Chris? Have we got any comments, Chris? Are we moving on? Do we need to close out? Hello, it's Mister Clapper. I'm having trouble finding Big Fight Weekly on TikTok. I've already done one for the wrestling show so far, but we'll do one. We'll do we, one. For- but you'll, oh. you'll, you, you can be in charge of it. I don't touch TikTok. I, right. I, I'm too old for that shit. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do some little clips. I'll do some little clips. And Lewis Young. Hello, Lewis. I've just hit my cable out. My bloody headphones here. But yeah. Hello, Lewis. Hello, Lewis. I've seen you being busy over the week and that. Out and about. So yeah, good to, good to have you on as always, Mr. Young. Are we, will, moving um, are we, we are moving on, on Paul. Now. <laughs> 
Chris. I, 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 said, I said it was the widest on the betting odds probably for the year, maybe in a long, long time. And somebody put $385,000 on Julie Anna Pena to beat Amanda Nunes, Chris. I did see. I did see. And... Oh, my days. I bet they have made an absolute fortune putting that amount down as well. But, yeah, Chris, I was not expecting this. You were not expecting this. We have a new women's world champion in Julie Anna Pena. And mm. uh, she, she went toe-to-toe she went -to -toe with her, Chris, which a lot of people haven't done. You know, have previous fighters been scared because they've been sworn by her. At the heart from Juliana there, uh, you know, we, we all wrote her off. We all wrote, wrote, wrote her off. You know, yeah, Amanda, yeah, uh, Amanda's, Amanda's been so dominant. You know, why why wouldn't you go with Amanda Nunes pre-fight? But uh, Chris, we had a shock. Joe Rogan and Daniel Cormier couldn't believe it on commentary. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, what did you think of the fight? And, and you know, probably the shock of the year. for the shock, Probably the shock of many, many years in the UFC. I, I put this on the same par as uh, Matt Serra and George St. Pierre, if I'm completely honest with you. I, that's how shocked I was when you know I watched it the next day. Um, yeah, listen, I was bemused with uh, Amanda Nunes' gas, gas tank in the second round. You, you could clearly see her mouth was wide open and she looked like she was struggling. Um, you know, she, she did well in the first round. You know, she dropped her. She took initiative, took her down. Um, you know, I just thought, right, this is just the inevitable now. She's just going to pick her apart. Because like I say, Julian Pena throw some wild strikes. They're not very calculated, but, you know, they've got the job done on the night. But she's very wild with the strikes and she's very heavy um, when she throws them. So what I mean is, like, they're quite from the shoulder upwards, where, you know, a lot of people with striking are very technical and, and it's more zippy. And they're a bit lower when they throw the strikes. Um but yeah, she just connected with Amanda Nunes. Amanda Nunes was, was absolutely struggling. Um, the the finish as well, I think, annoys me. I don't know about you, but I I didn't feel like that choke was in properly, and I felt like Amanda Nunes quit very quickly. When I feel like she could have fought the hands, it didn't look like the the choke was under the chin. And yes, and I know re-naked mm. chokes under the chin are as painful as you know as they are when they're under the neck. But, um, yeah, I, I was a bit bemused as well with that finish because I, I just thought she tapped very quickly without really, you know, trying to fight, fight herself out of the position. Mm. Um, but, you know, she has had COVID. I don't want to use that as an excuse, but, you know, I've had it and I know how it feels, but I'm not an athlete, so I can't go as far as how she feels. But, yeah, I was just... I just couldn't understand because she just looked like she either didn't train or she took uh, Pena... Lightly, I think, I, think, I, think, I think the latter, mate. I think the latter, and uh, that's not taking any, anything away from Juliana Pena. No, no, she kept good. going, she, she, was, she was going toe to toe. All right, as you say, Nunes was out on her feet, really, at that point, but you know, there were still shots coming mm. back. But that, I think, it just showed that that, that was maybe the blueprint you've got to go at her, where I think where she swarmed people. Have they been too tentative, you know, and not, not tried to have a go? And um, it's it's got to rank, as you say. It does rank up there with GSP and, and Matt Serra all those years ago. Um, just, so. I wish I'd put some money on it, but we obviously have Nunes winning it. <laughs> like the majority of people. I, there was a comment I watched back uh, our show the other, the, other, the, other, the other day. And I said, like, uh, when we talk about this fight, and I'm like, oh, you know, the only way Amanda Nunes is not going to lose this is if she has a really bad night. Fucking hell, mate. She had a bad night. Nah. I, must, I, must, I must have ruined it for her. I, must, I shouldn't have said that. Really, but. Chael Sonnen. 
picked Pena, and we know how bad he is with his pickums. No, no, he curses everyone, Chelsea. <laughs> and he managed to get it right. I wonder if he put some money on it. <laughs> yeah, possibly, possibly. Because yeah, we know how bad Chael is. You, I always, when I brought Chael up, in, you know, previous episodes, do not go with him. You know, he gets them wrong, but uh, he got, he's got he one right. One. He got one right to his credit, Chris. Well, eventually he's going to get one right, isn't he? <laughs> um, I love Chael Sunday, though. That's no knock on him. Yeah, um, I love Chael. Love Chael. Listen, this Absolutely. is good. And I said to you last week, and I said that, you know, this would, if Julia Pena was going to win, it would, it would be really good for the division. Um, I don't know how she's going to fare in the rematch because obviously, you know, Amanda Nunes is going to have to go away and, and sort herself out and come back better, which I know 100% she will do. Um, you know, the fight might be different in the rematch, but, you know, this also opens the door for one Valentino Shevchenko to do it. And I know Juliana Pena's fought Shevchenko before as well. Um, and lost to Shevchenko, which, you know, is what it is, because she's one of the goats as well. Maybe we could get Shevchenko up there if Amanda Nunes is not ready, and we can force this uh, trilogy, if if Shevchenko is to beat Pena. You know, if, if if these sort of doors and sort of the the alignment works, Shevchenko could get back in there if the doors open. If Amanda Nunes is not ready, I'd happily see uh, Shevchenko versus Julian Pena too. The, 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 the foundation's laid, isn't it? You know, there's a couple of there's a couple of bouts then off it. So yeah, that it has it has really helped. And uh, yeah, what what a victory! What a victory for her! You know, she yeah, wasn't brilliant. She wasn't doing bad. You know, she she was she had quite quite a decent record, didn't she? In more recent fights, Pena. To be fair, I know she's been around for quite a while, but yeah, it's just when someone upsets the odds, and I couldn't get over them on commentary. And they kind of kept himself, you know, as play by play, didn't he? he yeah, kept his emotions. Yeah, yeah. And and Joe Rogan thanked him for that. He said, "Because me and DC were just all over the place when it happened, which you would be, wouldn't you? you? You know, you're on analysis and you're watching that. And uh, yeah, I couldn't believe it, Chris. I couldn't believe it when I when I saw it. I was just like, I was shocked." As, as you I, said, you know, the shock yeah. is the is shock is the word there. That's the, the word of the yeah. day on this one. Um but listen, you can't take anything away from Juliana Pena. Um she fought hard for it. You know, I mean, even when she got dropped, uh, you know, yeah. uh, and Amanda Nunes took control in the first round, she came back swinging and you know, the game plan was to get in her face and not let any and let everything go, and she surely did that. Um the takedown she got Amanda Nunes as well as well, like the judo flip to where she got her back from it. Absolutely superb. Um, you saw like the, the really good sort of wrestling credentials of a Pena in that fight. Um, you know, like I say, the finish was a bit off because I think Amanda Nunes, mm. I mean, she was really tired at that point and couldn't take any more. Mm. I just think, you know, when you put people in the GOAT status, you, you expect them to fight a bit more mm. instead of tapping quickly. But, you know, like I say, take nothing away from Juliana de Pena. Um, fantastic victory. She shocked the world and, you know, Let's just hope uh, she keeps the belt, actually, and uh, let Amanda Nunes fight whoever's up at fev- uh, is it, yeah, featherweight for the ladies. She, I don't. She know. backed. She backed herself as well. She was very confident. We were like, oh, you know, she was confident though, wasn't she? You know, yeah, but that, pre that's, pre that's fight, she had confidence, and that 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 definitely that has definitely had a, a you know played a factor. There's no question. That there's no question. That Chris, anything else to add on this one? Any anything comment wise? We moving on. Uh, no comments so far for this, but no um, yeah, um, no hats off to Julia Pena. Um, dead impressed with that. Um, also, just a little side note if anyone's got a fighter of the year and they want to comment with their fight of the year, that'd be lovely as well. Just a little uh, something extra. Just one, just one person that's you know stood out for you this year. Me and Chris will probably uh, say who ours are after, but yeah, Chris, moving on. 
you did call this one. I think you you know you, you had Kai Kara France beating Cody Garbrandt. You know you said about him cutting the weight. He looked big at the weight, but Kai Kara France, Chris, when he put him down the first time and Garbrandt gestured to him, I was like, this this is only going one way now. It was the gesture, wasn't it? When he told him to come come at him. I know he took yeah. him down. I know he took him down, Chris, as well. Did Garbrandt at that point? But yeah, I think that was uh, that was the green light then for Cara France to just swarm him, wasn't it? Off the initial knockdown. What a strike uh, for Cara France's first strike to put uh, Garbrandt on his back. What well, I thought Garbrandt was out cold when he hit him initially because he just looked so limp, um, stiff. Sorry, should I say when he was going back after Cara France hit him the first time? Yeah, I, I get that. He suggested to you know. Come bring some more to me. Um, he, he attempted to take down Garbrandt. Cara France got back mm. up. Yeah. And I think he, he absolutely obliterated Cody Garbrandt on 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 the stand up. There was he, Garbrandt couldn't get near him. Couldn't get any of those sort of hooks off. That he's you know he, he's had so he's won so dominantly with before in the in, in the the bantamweight division. He just he, yeah just looked. I don't know what can I say. He I think he looks done to me. The Cody Garbrandt. I think he's took too much damage. Um. It looks like someone that I think really needs to sort of pull away from it because I worry for his health going forward if he's going to take, you know, knockout after knockout. There's no, and... there's no defense, Chris. It's defense. No, it's awful. That's, that's what he does. It's awful. You know, even like, you know, his, you know, his, when he had his hands up, like, it was just, you know, where someone would be quite defensive and, and the shots are coming in. Now I'm thinking, you're, you're just not, like you say, he's too, maybe he's too aggressive, but in the same token, you've got to have a bit of defense. And, and to his de to yeah. his detriment, it's letting down, isn't it? Over the years, Garbrandt's always been uh, take one to give one. That's mm. always been Cody Garbrandt's sort of thing. But you know, back in the, uh, a few years ago, not say back in the day, because he's not really been on the scene for that long. Um, you know, but originally, you know, Cody Garbrandt could take a punch, and then when he gives you the punch, he was knocking these people out, and he was doing it fantastically all the way up to when he beat Dominic Cruz, and he, he outfought Dominic Cruz, and we'll get to Dominic Cruz later. But, you know, he outsmarted the guy who outsmarts everybody else when it comes to the stand-up and, and, and the feet movement. And he did that to Dominic Cruz. He lost to Dillashaw twice mm -hmm. and really hasn't got back to where that uh, Cody Garbrandt was, you know, when he fought Dominic Cruz. I just worry for him health-wise if he continues to take these sort of strikes, continues to get knocked out, TKO'd. You know I mean? You're worried to where he's, you know, mm -hmm. where he's going to be at when he's a bit older, you know, his brain activity. Um but you take nothing away from Kai Car France because he was oh, fantastic. He knew what he wanted to do and he, he wanted that knockout. And he did it superbly. And don't forget, it wasn't just one. He didn't drop him once. He didn't drop him twice. Mm -hmm. He dropped him three mm -hmm. times. But um, it looked absolutely fantastic. And I said to you this about him last week. He's fluid. He, he stalks his prey, but he's very good at when he's going to throw his strike. He's always setting something up. And Cody calculated. Onto it. Yeah. it was calculated at all times, wasn't it, Chris? He, you know, uh, he wasn't going home all the time. You can see that he's thinking about what he's doing. Also, he's had that many fights, Chris. We we looked at it last week with the graphic. You know, he's got thirty plus fights. He's like double double what Garbrandt's you know had in in terms of pro fights. Yeah. Uh, so and and it's it's a great advert for the little guy again, isn't it? You know, the uh, smaller guy, should I say that you can you can go in there against someone bigger. You know, you know, frame wise. I know he's cut the weight to go down, but it was it's a great advert for for, for guys that are, you know. The smaller guys in the division say that's what I would take away from it. It can give them a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of heart looking looking but, at Kai Kara France's performance. Yeah, but also, you got to remember Cejudo did it to Dillashaw. Yeah. 
yeah. and you know, Cejudo obviously two weight division two well weight division wasn't champion, but he was also very very calculated what he did. He used his wrestling and he got better with striking. Obviously, just very cocky and you know what I mean that's just what Henry Cejudo is. But you don't yeah don't knock the little guys. Um, you know what I mean I just I don't know where if you ask me where Cody Garbrandt goes now I. I I mean, I don't really know. I think I saw one person put out maybe him and Marlon Moraes. Makes sense. I I think he probably needs to take a few, uh, take a long break and really figure out what he wants to do. I don't think he really should be carrying on the way I mean, he is because he'll 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 be, be great bad when he's older. He'll be a great. He'll make a great coach. You know, he's he's fought. Look, look at his four and the like. You know, I'm I'm sure he, he could go go that route if if needs yeah. be if he is going to call male, it time. Yeah. You know he's he's a very he'd be a fantastic coach for these young ones definitely. And it's Ramel. You've been with us right the way through too. It's it's been great having your comments through through this uh, this year since February, Ramel. Honestly, thank you, mate. Thank you for all the support. Yeah, definitely. It's great having you on. All the times when we've been on later over here, you know, it's been early hours there in the Philippines. You've been right with us, mate. I know Chris has done a, a live with you when the UFC's been on, and, and that'd be he's great. Come on the show as well. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, I do, uh, I, I apologise, you have, you were a guest on the show as well, so yeah, we'll definitely have you back on in the new year, Ramel, that'll be, that'll be brilliant having you back on, getting your perception of everything that's going on in the fight world, and uh, Chris, are we moving on? Sean O'Malley. The phenom, you know, this guy, Sean O'Malley, Chris, against Raulian Paver, the Brazilian, first round KO, fantastic performance again. We we love we love his fighting style. We love his fighting style. He's a hybrid, just his movement, Chris. And uh, yeah, another another win. I think now they do need to step up who he's going to be fighting. I did see online, Chris. He would love to take on Aldo. He's got a lot of respect for Aldo. So yeah, your thoughts on his performance, firstly, and then secondly, we'll look into where he could go next. Also, actually, Ron, why are you watching us? Uh, um... I want give us your thoughts on your favourite boxing and MMA fight for throughout the whole of twenty twenty one. Brilliant, yeah, perfect. Um, right, regards to the fight, I, I thought Sean O'Malley was fantastic. He uh, he weathered the sort of Pavia's sort of takedowns. Um, Pavia couldn't really get strikes off really on on Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley was fantastic. He, he picked uh, picked apart um, Pava. Really well with striking. He used his cheek kicks as well to just get that the distance between them. Um, just he just picked them apart. He just did what he does, and his striking is uh, really formidable when he's Absolutely. he's in that mood where he can he can dance on those on those front toes and he can pot shot you here, pot shot you there, make you react to his strikes as well, which he did to Pava. And then obviously he caught him, uh, got him up against well against the fence, and then unloaded. Um, fantastic. Um, really impressed with. Uh, Sean O'Malley, he just needs now, as we said last week, yeah. a bigger, bigger opponent, just to see where his ceiling is. Um, Aldo is a good shout, but I want Cruz Aldo. That's really what I want. <coughs> who, who would you like? In, who would you like, Mister O'Malley, to go in with, Chris? You know, if it was you booking, booking it, you're you're the booker, you're the booker at the UFC. Who, who would you know? Who's wetting your appetite for him to come? You know, toe to toe with. Um. I'd, oh, I'd, li I'd like him to rematch Chico Vera. Okay. That would be a good okay. fight. Could Chico Vera look fantastic? You look what he did to Frankie mm -hmm. Edgar. But also, I, I have a case for Frankie Edgar. Not now because... Uh, I'm not saying because where Frankie Edgar at, is at mm -hmm. at the moment in, in his fighting career. And I know it's dwindling for him. And But I think that would be a good test. He's a veteran. Um, 
he's a lot. He's all about the pressure, Frank Edgar. You've got to obviously his, his, his wrestling base is fantastic. You know, what I mean, he knows how to set people up as well. It'd be a good, a good, be a good sort of. A passing of the torch, a passing yeah, of the torch, that would be, you know, that, that's how I'd term it. Yeah, just, he, you know, he's got so much about him, this lad. It's incredible. When you think you've seen it all and you've seen a different style and just just how he's, just how he does it with ease, the easiness. He's just a joy to watch in there. I just, you know, you're transfixed with him almost. Just like, I just love the way he moves around that octagon, Chris. It looks and, like know, we won't be getting a, Car a Cody Garbrandt Sean O'Malley fight now after that, will we? <laughs> um, this, that, that could have been interesting. Um, yeah, absolutely. But no, listen, either one of them, you know, Chico Verba rematch, uh, Frankie Edgar, mm. just so he, he can get that yeah. test of the, the person who's been in and out and done it. But, you know, yeah. I know Frank Edgar is dwindling and it, you, people might look at it as an easier fight for Sean O'Malley. Mm. But, it, it, I mean, I don't think it would be. I think uh, Frank Edgar would test him. Can he win the title, Sean O'Malley? Has he can he win the title, Chris? That's what I want to say. That's quite a pertinent one, isn't it? Um, is that... very possible, but I need to see no. him up against uh the world yeah. class at the elite level. I need yeah. to see him again. I need to see him up against you know the likes uh Peter Yan, who's effectively going to beat Aljo, but um, because Peter Yan's probably got the best boxing in, in the UFC, but I think you know no one could really argue with that. I know people would, but I don't think they can. Um, who else is the Sanhagen, that would be a style fight. You know? That would be a cracker. Absolutely, yeah. I'd be, I'd be down for that as well. Yeah, but like Dominic Cruz is there as well. Don't forget, yeah, you yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get to him in a minute. Oh yeah, um, these guys are good tests for Sean O'Malley. Um, he does need that test, though. I need to see him have a test. If I can see, see him against someone, let's like say Chico Vera. Chico Vera is gone. You know, is really. Stepped it up, um, and I know he's fought him before, but I think Chico Vera's got better since. Um, uh, that would be a, a really good test to see where his ceiling is. Um, I, I, I'd be happy to see that. Um, but you know, the future's bright for Sean O'Malley, he's Absolutely. got the pickings now, um, and he's so chilled. and I, I like that, you know, there's no stress with him, just takes it as it goes. Absolutely, so yeah, Mr. Sean O'Malley still on the upward trajectory in the division, and yeah, we look for Sterner tougher test for him. Chris has obviously laid out who he who he'd like to see. There's many, you know, many opponents, many foes for him, and uh, Sophia Stevens, boy, FYI, Chris, no, I don't. Is speak. that cryptic? Is that cryptic? That one? I don't know. Just Sophia, it, Sophia, explain that because me and Chris are like, what does <laughs> what does that mean? For your information at the end there, that's that's what I've taken from that one. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea. And Chris, the veteran of MMA, veteran of the UFC now, Dominic Cruz, which I thought Pedro Munoz had done enough there in the first round to yeah, put him yeah. out, to put him out, but what heart from Dominic Cruz. And he really settled, didn't he, in rounds two and three. A fantastic, you know, performance because he was at odds there in the first round. Munoz Munoz came in, didn't he? Tried to steamroll him, you know, put him down. And a fantastic, fantastic second and third round from Dominic Cruz. His veteran instincts, I would say, helped him, helped him massively to get the victory in the end. Yeah, that and his 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 skill set, his unorthodox sort of uh, his movement, his his footwork is what got him the win uh, effectively in this fight, Stuart. This is like old school sort of Cruz. Mine is getting caught because obviously he got caught twice, got dropped twice. 
um, recovered really quickly um, and took control of the fight. The the in and outs of uh, Dominic Cruz is fantastic. I, I I couldn't imagine facing him as a fighter and trying to work out that foot that foot movement. Uh, you know, to try and come in with a punch or try and come with a hook, a, an overhand, a straight jab. Because if you're missing, he's hitting with you two, hitting you with two or three strikes, and then coming back out, and you're chasing him back around again. No, he's he's um, he's absolutely fantastic for a guy who's 38, not really taking that much damage. He's just had you know really terrible injuries. Um, he's taken on you know Pedro Munoz, who looks looks so good recently. You know, he had a really good fight with Aldo. Aldo did the same, used the outside. Came in, came back out, circled, came in, came back out. You know, and, and I'd say Aldo hits harder than Pedro Munoz. But Munoz, you know, he, he stood the whole fight, you know, tried to sort of get the win over Aldo. This fight, he just struggled from the second and third round onwards. He couldn't lay a glove on Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz was coming in, hitting him with a one-two, maybe, you know, and then coming back out. Oh, it was fantastic. If, if Dominic Cruz had a bit of power, he'd be even more dangerous. Because the amount of volume he comes in and comes out with, and be- bewilders you, the, the sort of the fighter he's fighting against, because he's so quick, he's so precise, but he's that quick out the door before you turn around to throw a punch again. You, you know what I mean? It's like chasing shadows with Dominic Cruz. And these two had trained years ago as well. There was a bit of a backstory I heard on commentary, so they're good. That you know they're, very, they're good, good friends as well. But yeah, just. Uh, that was it. Was the the uh, rolling back the years? Dominic Cruz, as you say, you know, he struggled with the injuries. He would have had a lot yeah. more fights, wouldn't he? But uh, still, yeah, fantastic, would... fantastic, Chris, and different. Another one who's different inside the octagon, isn't he? The way he does Smart. it. The way, he's, he's, yeah, IQ. His fight yeah. IQ is absolutely fantastic. Like, uh, but I want to see Aldo versus Dominic Cruz. You have seen need to get this done next year. I I, I just think it, people would be would love this fight because it's you know. It's WBC, isn't it? And it's like, you know, yeah. these two guys were the top guys, you know, from WBC that came into UFC. Um, they were unbeaten for so long as well. Uh, I, I just, I want to see it. I just think why we've got the opportunity and why they're both in the division and why they're both running high in their, their careers currently. It did make so much sense to put these two get two together. But we'll see. We'll see where it goes. We will. We will. Fantastic victory for Dominic Cruz. As I said, rolling back the years. Uh, great performance. You know, he was in. He was in trouble there in round one. He did fantastic. Yeah, he he did. did fantastic in rounds two and three, and it was good to see him. Also, fantastic analyzer for the UFC as well. He is. I, I always like his commentary, Chris. He's fantastic at that as well. So yeah, a big win. As you say, hopefully. He gets matched with Aldo in 2022, so we'll look yeah, forward that. to that if it gets made, and it quite possibly could. And uh, moving on, Chris, to this week's end, this weekend, this weekend's <laughs> UFC fight night. Close it. Is it closing out the year, Chris? Or yes, we, got it an is end, we haven't got it. an end. We haven't That's got an it. end of year card. No. It, no, got, this is it, mate. This is the final card of the year. Derek Lewis versus Chris Dalkus as well. You know, Dalkus is quite well ranked, isn't he? As well, I noticed. And as you can yep. see, as you can see there in the poster, 31 KOs combined. Someone is going to sleep this weekend. But Chris, yep. who will it be? Are we are we going with Derek Lewis with the KO? It depends on what Derek Lewis we get. If we get the Derek Lewis that showed up against Cyril Garn, then probably not. Um, if we get an all-fired uh, confident wanting to win and uh, up for it, Derek Lewis. Yes, we, we most definitely mm. could see a knockout win for him. Uh, Chris Dawkins, though, is, is, is you know, he, he's an up and comer as well. Um, f- a very 
also very powerful, but very good with wrestling as well. And you know, Derek Lewis struggles uh, with the sort of those sort of aspects. Um, I think he's faster, not with striking, but I think his movements faster than Derek Lewis is. I know a lot of people would say most of the divisions faster than Derek Lewis. He's like just a tank, isn't he? He's maybe slow, but when he hits you, you go to sleep. Um, I can't see him knocking Derek Lewis out, though. I haven't seen many people knocking Derek Lewis out. You, you know, he's a big, big guy. Um, I feel like if, if Derek Lewis was to lose this, it would be losing by TKO or decision because he's not up for it. Um, but he needs to get a win back after losing to Serial Garm, doesn't he? So I, I think I can see Derek Lewis winning this. I think it's going to be quite topsy-turvy. They both could rock each other. But I feel like, you know, Derek Lewis has got the, the more power. Um, and he only has to hit you once there at Lewis and can turn your lights off just like that. Um, that that's the worrying thing with you know when you're facing someone like Derek Lewis. Um, and I like Derek Lewis. He's he's a character and he can get behind Derek Lewis. Not saying Chris Dorcas isn't, but you know mm-hmm. we all know Derek Lewis a bit more than we do Chris Dorcas. Uh, but I, I'd like I'd like a Derek Lewis win just because I, I'm a fa- he's a fan favorite and um, you know you want him to get back up the rankings after lot the last loss against Surigao. The graphic looks good. It matches with our colour scheme. Like it's inverted the colours. So, hey, well, well picked there, Chris. Well picked with that graphic. Yeah, it looks nice. But yeah, I'm I'm going with Derek. I'm going with Derek. Seen Chris Dalkus in, in a few fights, but I think yeah, Derek yeah. Lewis. Derek Lewis has been in some big uh, big matches. You know, he's took on the best of the divisions. I'm I'm veering towards Lewis. Anybody on the undercard, Chris, for that one? Was there anything undercard that you wanted to talk about on that one on the weekend? Give me, give me a. But, oh, uh, Stephen no. Thompson, Chris, and Bilal yeah. Mohammed. So we know we're quite well, you know, well versed with Bilal Mohammed. We've seen him um, this year. Cub Swanson versus um, Darren Elks, Elkins. Uh, that's an old school classic fight. Um, yeah. Uh, Rafael Sunshine versus Rick and Simon. Um, that's also a very, very good fight. Um, but yeah, Stephen Thompson versus Bahal Mohammed. Uh, um, brilliant fight. Uh, obviously, Ra- Raquel Pennington's on the card there as well. Um, yeah, listen, Stephen Thompson, Bahal Mohammed, it, it's an interesting fight because obviously Stephen Thompson, I think he, he did he fight last Gilbert Burns, I think it was, wasn't it? And he lost to Gilbert Burns, which is again one of them. Gilbert Burns is on the rise, even though he lost to Usman, but Usman again is, is, is the GOAT, and you know, not many people can challenge him at the moment. And um, this is a good test for Bahal Mohammed. Um, I think Leon Edwards was a test for him, but obviously that eye poke sort of ruined the fight, didn't it? Um, but Stephen Thompson's a mainstay. Stephen Thompson's been in there with pretty much everybody. Um, in a very awkward fight is Stephen Thompson with his kickboxing style. Um, and he throws up some kicks that you don't see coming. A bit like, you know, like Tyrone used to do when Surly was in, in his heyday. Um, difficult for Bahal Mohammed, but also I feel like, you know, Bahal Mohammed, he's got the striking, he's, he's got the ground as well, which Stephen Thompson isn't really familiar or fantastic with but you know he has got better with that aspect um but this is a test for Bahal Mohammed to see where he can go um then this is a, a test to see if Stephen Thompson still can remain in the in the top 10 of the world weight division absolutely yeah the card is solid the last card of the year for the UFC so you get to see that Saturday into Sunday here in the UK and uh Chris we are at the midpoint the midpoint of the show, and we've got to say about our friend Jake Paul. Well, we call him our friend, but he's, he's not he's not our friend. I and don't want him to be my Tyron friend. Woodley too. I'm waiting for Brett in the comments, Chris, on this one. So yeah, it is this weekend. We've obviously lost Tommy Fury. Tyron came back in as we found out last week. Um, Chris, 
Are we still saying Woodley gets beaten? Have you changed uh, your mind? No, not changed my mind. Uh, okay. I, 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 I think that Jake Paul, you keep giving people like him the, the longer time to learn the boxing and get better at boxing. He's going to become an issue, uh, you know, not not saying for the top guys. Of course, he's not going to become an issue for them. But, you know, for people like Tyron Woodley, who um, I, I don't know why he's even fighting him other than the, for the money. Um, I, I think he's going to become a problem. Um, for issues for people like Tommy Fury, because they're letting him learn more boxing. He's, te- he's learning more about, you know, the stand-up, the, you know, the movement, the head movement. And he, I think giving people like this opportunity to learn is a mistake. If you want to beat them, you need to beat them early and embarrass them so they don't come back. Uh, Tyron Woodley had that opportunity, didn't he, back in August. Um, he did catch Jake Paul flush with one, but then didn't carry on. They just let him bounce back off the ropes. And Jake Paul sort of jabbed his head off them for the rest of the fight. Tyron Woodley, um, yeah, he froze, didn't he? As he always does. We call him the frozen one instead of the chosen one. Because... <laughs> He struggles to throw up punches. And again, I have to go back to Damian Meyer, the fight against Damian Meyer. And he was so lackluster. Yes, he won the fight. But, you know, you've got got the power. You've got the athleticism. um, And he just farted around with Damian Meyer for the whole five rounds for that. And and then he questions why he isn't liked in the UFC. But they want entertainment. Um. I, I can't see this going anywhere different. I think Jake Paul will probably stop Woodley in this fight as well, personally. Okay, no. Two weeks, uh, two weeks notice, a week's notice. I don't know how many no- how long he's had the notice for. Well, um, that's it. They obviously had this. They had this ready, didn't they? Because no oh yeah, sooner, this was in the can. No, no, no sooner had um, Tommy pulled out. This was this was this was they were going for the second fight, weren't they? So yeah, they had they had uh, there was some some rumbling somewhere surely because they had this one oh. ready. Or it might have just been in reserve the whole time. You know, yeah. they might have, always, might have always had it there. Injuries are always a factor, aren't they? But uh, yes, Chris, uh, I don't know if I'm going to get up for it. Now, I was going to get up if Tommy was fighting. That, that's um, different. You've, nah, seen, this, not, you've I, seen this already. I'm, you've seen I'm this not already. getting, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not getting up for this. I'll tell you what, Darren Till did give him a little bit of praise. He was at an MMA show over the weekend, and IFL had an interview with Darren Till. And he goes, hmm. I've got, he said, I've got to be fair, he can box about Jake Paul and, you know, the, the money side and all that. But he said, if he wants to take me on, we can do it and all this. This is Darren Till. <laughs> no, Darren, I love Darren Till. He's one of ours. Um, but um, he's not a boxer. He's a Muay Thai. Um, and Jake Paul would beat Darren Till as well because he'd outwork him. Because the, you've got to realise these guys are coming into the boxing world Jake Paul's not like, you know, he's not amazing. He's not blowing out the water. But he's got a head start over any MMA fighter that wants to jump in and fight him in boxing. Unless, you know, you are, say, like Francis Ngannou, who can only have to punch you once and kill him. But, you know, we're never going to see bloody Jake Paul versus Francis Ngannou, are we? You know what I mean? The likelihood of that, unless unless Francis wants to get paid. But, yeah, I don't want to see uh, fight MMA fighters because it, it, it ruins the name of mixed martial arts every time you see someone from mm-hmm. UFC, Bellator, 1FC, um, PFL, you know, want to jump in with Jake Paul and they get beaten. And it just, it, it muddies the water of, of MMA because people think, oh, well, these MMA guys, they, you know, you look at MMA and they're knocking these guys out. But when they come to boxing, you know what I mean? They shit the bed. And then, I, I don't like that because, I mean, mixed martial arts is, Completely different to boxing, absolutely different. 
absolutely absolutely different dimensions for a start off just the whole thing in it your footwork the way you move around but yeah chris is going with jake paul to win again get a second yeah what about you Siren oh it's I, I hate to say it i'm with you on this one I'm with you on this one. Um, it's, it's as you say, I think the only reason Woodley's doing it is for another payday because he knows he'll get it. And, he could uh, catch him, though. He could catch uh, him. He, he's got it, to... He's, just pull the trigger this time, if you do. If you do rock him, just finish him off. But um, it's... it's uh, And it begs the question, what will happen next year? Who will Jake Paul come up against next year? So, you'll have, you know, we'll be talking points off the back of it. Will Tommy be back, ready, fit and able to do it? Will he, he give look, him a will he give will he, will he give him a else? fight back? Yeah, that's it. That's it. So he Quest, does, questions, does uh, questions. yeah for next year, absolutely. So yeah, that is also happening this weekend. So yeah, we will we won't be coming because we're not back till next year now. But yeah, I'm sure uh, we'll be active on the socials about how we felt the fight uh, went. Yeah. That'll be the best way. That'll be the best as you, way. As you say it, Stuart, all our socials are going along the screen here at the bottom. So you know, I mean obviously we're not here next week, we're off, we're back next year, but we will be commenting, and you've got our Facebook coming in here, you've got our Twitter. Um, we'll be commenting on those, we'll be writing stuff, posting stuff. So, you know, we will still have our opinion out there. So, feel free to, you know, join us on our, our socials on Twitter and Facebook, you know, and join in with us if you see something we posted. Feel free to comment as well. I'm moving on, Chris, unless there's comments. No, nope. we're going straight in the boxing. From Liverpool this weekend, Matchroom on the zone. And Connor Ben, again, with another fantastic performance, Chris. Fourth round KO of Chris Algieri, obviously veteran at welterweight. Chris Algieri had been fighting since 2008 at pro level. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say it's just, you know, cannon fodder. I didn't necessarily look at it like that. It's another test for Connor Ben. Uh, he's still continental champion, but it's getting him up now to, to the to the world level. Uh, I've heard Adrian Broner's name. I think Conor Ben beats Adrian Broner. I really do. I think this guy has right. got some serious power. You know, he's just taken out Vargas. He's taken out Algeria now. I think he beats Broner all day long. It's, it's He's going to get a world title. I'm going to say it now. Conor Ben will be world champion. I'm, I'm telling you. I can just tell. I can just tell a mile off. I think he's got it all. He's got the power, first and foremost. He's he's laying he's laying people out, and uh, some people are saying he won't he won't do it. But I am of the opinion he will get to world title level just off the basis of how he's been, especially in the last couple of fights. Really impressive. Yeah. Just that, knock, power. that knockout was dirty, Stuart. That knockout was dirty. <laughs> Algeria was not. It was out as soon as mm -hmm. that punch landed. It was just gone, and that's power. You you know a lot a lot of people can shut the lights off with one punch. You know, I mean, not a lot of people have that in their arsenal. You know, they have to sort of use their volume. Um, Conor Ben's got that in his arsenal. It, it, that is just, you know, it's a worry for any fight that steps in there and takes one flush with Conor Ben, unless they have a seriously granite chin. Um, but yeah, you've seen a lot more of him, so you know where you think, you know, his ceiling there's is. Adrian, there's Adrian Granados as well. Um, you know, it, it, it's, he's 25 years old as well. I really, I, I just feel, and, you know, he's got his dad behind him. You know, hmm. one, of the, one, of the, one of the greatest British British yeah. boxers of all time, one of the Nigel best European ben, yeah. boxer. You know what? What else is there to say? And he really has. He's pushed it. He's he's got. He's gone better than I thought he was at the age he is now. I thought it would have been another few years until he was getting in around this area. But you know, he's taking on. He's taking on some of the best in the division. I just feel. I just feel he's gonna. He's gonna get a title. I just. I can just. I can just feel it. I've seen. Can seen he, it over the can years. He, can you in your head? And probably use your heart as well if you like. 
Um, can he beat Crawford? Can he beat Aaron no, Spence? he's going to have to box amazingly. He's going to have to box amazingly. Now, we've got your Dennis Ugas, Pacquiao's conqueror, who's put Pacquiao into retirement. He's around yeah. as well. Not to say that's like the easy fight there. That's not going to be easy either. But this, I just feel his world title with, you know, it's uh, it's uh, my head ruling my heart with that as well. It's not my heart yeah. ruling, you know, it's that yeah, way around. Yeah. I just feel, I just, I've seen so much boxing over the last 30 years or so to, to know, you, I can just tell. You get I, that you feeling, know, you get that feeling Ed, with somebody. Eddie yeah. Hearn is promoting him very well and they're just stepping mm -hmm. up the opponents, you know. Vargas was probably a more trickier opponent than Algeri. You know, Algeri's been out the spotlight a little bit. He's been doing other things. So, you know, Sam Vargas has been in with some of the some of the best at welterweight as well. And I just, it just, there's just something about this lad, honestly. And at 25, he's still so young. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, not as if he's lot, like yeah. 30, getting into his 30s, he's having to do it. Uh, yeah, just that the future's bright for this lad. There's no question. And uh, Matchroom, you know, promoting him is, is a fantastic thing. And uh, yeah, I don't really want to say too much more because it was just Actually, in, before, before, before we jump away from Conor Ben, I just wanted to mention, I watched this fight the, after watch UFC and um, I loved how impatient he was. He wasn't guns blazing. He mm -hmm. was picking his shots. You you wanted that hook. You could see he wanted that oh, well, it's overhanded right, really, wasn't it? But he wanted he wanted that shot, uh, that punch. He was looking for it, but he wasn't sort of making it obvious. He was patient. He was patient enough when it sort of uh, appeared when Algeria made that mistake and it the op, the, the uh, opening was there. He took it. Um yeah, you can't be not impressed with Conor Brent. Absolutely. Well put, Chris. Well put. Yeah. So we we'll look forward to seeing what happens to Conor Brent in twenty twenty two. One of the best in the UK, Europe, one of the best in the world at welterweight now. There's no question of that. And uh, yeah, look forward to seeing where him and Nigel go with, with his career. It's going to be amazing. And yes, on to ladies again. Back to the ladies. And Katie Taylor retains all the gold, Chris. But it was a tricky 10-rounder. But I have said scrappy in the headline. But again, rounds rounds are going to help her. We saw it when she fought yeah. Delphine, Delphine Pursun, the Belgian um at fight at the fight camp place that they did match room and then she rematched with her and had the better performance in the second fight uh, sometimes i think you need rounds you know i'm probably doing a disservice saying scrappy but sometimes you're going to be in a scrap fest aren't you in the fight game yeah but it's all about minutes isn't it tom tom aspinall is a the the sort of the sort of the example you can use here it's minutes and, you know, when you get to these harder fights and the bigger people you have to fight against, you have all that experience that you've been in a, a scrappier fight with someone, but you've had the minutes and you've learned lessons and you've gained lessons throughout these longer fights and you've probably she's probably learned more about herself in this fight than she did in the last one. So going into whoever she fights next, I think it's they're trying to get that woman that's in the Jake Paul's camp. Uh, I can't remember what oh, her okay. name is now. Um, but she's a champion as well, apparently. So. Um, I've seen Ariel Hawani mention it on Twitter last night, actually. Um, but, I mean, she she's fantastic. Uh, the fights we've watched of her this year, uh, I think it's just the third fight that we've, we've covered of Katie Taylor. Um, she impresses me. Um, I think a lot of the ladies' fights that we've covered throughout this year have really impressed me. It's, you know, on the boxing side. Savannah Marshall, uh, month or two ago, she was fantastic in her fights. She's obviously got Clarissa Shields coming up, hasn't she? Uh, next year, so yeah, they're, they're two. I put Clarissa Shields in that bracket as well in, in boxing oh, yeah. terms for her, for her. I know MMA hasn't been fantastic for her, but in boxing, 
you know, it's it, there's a there's a lot of women coming through, and uh, Katie Taylor's been a great patron for female boxing. There's no question, and uh, yeah, you know, you can have fights like this. It's Isaac Heffernan. Hello, hi lads. Late arrival. I'll have to go and play back. Yeah, mate. If you want, you can go on Spotify and listen to us back. Apple Podcasts. If you don't want to, you know, watch us on YouTube, we'll be on there. I'll upload it later. But yeah, nice one for getting in. You, you still yeah. got the last ten minutes, maybe, so it's okay, pal. Uh, Isaac. Good, Isaac, just a comment actually from you. Who was your fight of the year? You can only pick one. I have a sport though, MMA or boxing. Yeah, yeah, MMA or boxing, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Chris, I think we'll move on to this weekend's action. Another matchroom card on the zone, and it's a rematch at heavyweight. Derek Delboy Chisora versus Parker. Again, Joseph Parker. Chris, the first fight, Chisora won for me. It was very. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot. There was a lot of people saying he was screwed in that one in the first fight. But they'll do it all again from the AO Arena in Manchester. So another Northwest venue for the zone as they were in Liverpool last weekend. But yeah, Chris Chisora with his pressure. I think if he fights the same way, he's going to win. And uh, a lot of people said his pressure was that that good. It should have won in the fight. But Parker got the W. So yeah, big big uh, big stakes for these two guys. It's probably going to be a title shot somewhere down the line after this one. Well, we've still got a lot to clear up on the title side, the title side of things, haven't we, really? Um, yeah, I, I agree. I thought uh, Chisora won it. But um, we talk about Chisora's pressure. Uh, we have to go back to the fight he had with Usyk. And I think uh, he gave Usyk the most problems and trouble. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone's given Usyk that much trouble because it was the pressure that Chisora brings. Um, yeah. I like Joseph Parker, though. You know what I mean? He, you know, I think more people know him more because when he fought AJ... Um, but you know, we take, we've seen him a lot more and more domestic fights these days, don't we? Since that fight that he had with AJ, but I think I like Chisora. I mean, there's no shit about it, is that he comes he's, to fight? He's good, he's a good fighter, hard as nails, tough as nails. You know, he's had he's had he's had a fair few losses, but he's also had some fantastic nights. And uh, you know, he's boxed, he's boxed the best at heavyweight, whatever you want to say. He's fought Fury years ago as well, so yeah. That's going to be a huge, huge night. Uh, Josh Buatzi is on the undercard as well. Oh, our, light, okay. our light heavyweight uh, prospect. So we've got him. We've got him in action again. Josh Buatzi, we've covered him quite a lot. So yeah, big, big card in Manchester, Chris. Just a, just a brief one there. And we'll have some fallout through the socials for this, as this is the last show of the year. So me and Chris will put our point across, probably across the socials, in, in uh, text format, in written format. But yeah, Chris... Who was your fighter of the year? And I know that's going to be hard to call. So it's a hard one, isn't it? I I think um, I don't know actually. I, I I it's it's a it's a hard one. You know what I mean? So you know, there've been so many good fights. Um, I I'm trying to think off the top of my head who's been the fighter of the year, sort of the, in the MMA bracket. You, you would, you know, what I mean, I think if, if Dustin Poirier won the title on the weekend, I think I would have gone with him just because, you know, of all the shit he had to go through with Conor McGregor, but he beat him twice and he beat him convincingly. I don't care what you say about the ankle break, he was beating Conor McGregor before the ankle break. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe if you go with uh, maybe if we 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 look at the certain fights that fought more than once this year, it's hard to pick someone who's fought like once and said fight the year. Maybe if I, I think if we look at it, maybe Kamal Ruzman. Kamal Ruzman's fought several times this year. Um, he's beaten Masvidal. He's beaten Kobe Covington. Mm. He's beaten Masvidal twice, don't you? In, 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 you know, really in, in, in a space of 12 months. But 
he he's definitely up there. Um, Volkanovski. I, I I can't I can't really stick to one. Max Holloway looked fantastic this year. Um, Serial gone. And Garnu, um, you know, he won the title this year. There have been so many good ones. Um, Amanda Nunes has looked okay till the weekend. Obviously, maybe you could give it to Juliana Pena for the shock of the world for what she did on the weekend. Maybe she should be fighting the year because if, you know, she did something that no one, especially us, we didn't see coming. Um, it, it's hard. You know what I mean? You just got to look back. You know, we started the year with Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier. Um, we ended pretty much the year with Dustin Poirier versus Charles Oliveira. So, you know, obviously you've got to put Charles Oliveira up there. Makachev, um, you know, if he gets past Delarouche, maybe he could be next year's. It's hard to pinpoint, Stuart, but, you know, there's been terrific fights. There's been some standout finishes. Um, a lot to go into next year with, I think, who's going to be a champion, who's going to hold the title next year. Mm-hmm. Um so much to do, uh, sort of to go for, uh, go on now from this year, and so many storylines to sort of, you know, to go through. Uh, I've enjoyed the year, I've enjoyed doing this, I've enjoyed sort of breaking down every fight. Um, we haven't really had any bad fights either. Um, maybe November had a couple of piss poor cards, but two cards out of you know the year isn't too bad. Um, yeah, loved it. I can't pinpoint my fights there's only, because there's, there's so only many. one. There's only one man for me. Um, I'll go back. Um, he, he fought Callum Smith last December. So he's had four fights uh, up to November. So I'm going to count the one last December as well. I know we're saying calendar year because he, he took Callum Smith's unbeaten record, did Canelo. He, he, wow. he beat he beat he beat him. It was like, you know, it was expected. It went to unanimous decision that one. And V Ildrim, you know, he was uh yeah, it was board. after COVID, though, wasn't it? Yeah, boxing board's choice that was. He had to fight him. He was mandatory. He beat him. He retired him. And, uh, you know, he'd only lost... He's only lost twice, Yildrim. But, you know, that, that was one of them. Billy Joe Saunders was next, as we saw. And that was all the way back in May, Chris. And he took Billy Joe Saunders, you know, undefeated record as well. You know, naturally, it's just, it's just crazy. And then, more recently, Caleb Plant... Caleb Plant to take to take all the, all the belts at super middle from Canelo and now he's moving on he's going back up to light heavyweight but then Usyk has called Canelo out I, I, at I cruiserweight so he might have one fight at light heavy and then Usyk's going to come down he says I won't be you know getting rid of my heavyweight titles off but I will go down to fight him at cruiserweight but uh, I've got to get I've got to give it to Canelo to fight four times in eleven months Chris. And uh, he's just, he's by far and away the best, pound for yeah. pound. I could make a case for Usyk winning the belts, but with the frequency, the frequency being in the ring, it's Canelo. Canelo, Sal Canelo Alvarez was my fighter of the year for 2021. Uh, Rob, Rob has rejoined us now. Um, Rob, Hello, Rob. Um, who's your fighter of the year, Rob? Um, I have a boxing MMA. Um, yeah, who's your fighter of the year? Well, actually, Rob, what was your fight of the year? Yeah, um, like I say, I, I I find it hard to sort of pinpoint like my, my fighter of the year. I mean, I like to say Serial Gone for me is up there as well, you know, because you've got to look at you know what what he's done in a, in a short limited time. Yeah, uh, there's there's been there's been some 
I mean, I need to even look back now and think of some good fights. You know, we have to go 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 back to last week. Stuart Aldo, Rob Font was an absolutely fantastic bomb yep. of a fight. Um, you know, we 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 seen some interesting ones. You know, um, the Max Holloway Rodriguez one again. I'm just going back to what's like I'm sort of refresh my mind here. That was fantastic. That was a close fight. Um, Usman Covington Stewart. Um, still, people are still split about that. Actually, um, people are still people are, uh, are looking at maybe Covington win the last three. Um, but we also we had um, Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler. You know that that was fantastic. Smab, how many fights we've covered since February? When you think about it, it's absolutely crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I think you know. Again, I could make a case for Tyson Fury. You know, beating Wilder again. Uh, but then you know, if you'd have maybe if you'd have fought AJ this year, if that had, had have happened like it was yeah. meant to, and if he'd had a couple of fights, um, you know, that would have been that would have been amazing. Who's sick for me? Love watching him rip up Joshua, completely outboxed him. Yeah, Joshua hardly laid a glove on him, did he? Let's be honest, it was it was a fantastic performance, fantastic on the night. Uh, there's been some great domestic fights as well this year. Doesn't their boxing? You know, we, we've covered so much. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. But yeah, there's been some fight of the year candidates. It, it's been it's been amazing, been an amazing year. Um, you know, a lot of people say boxing's dead. I beg to differ. I beg to differ. It's just a different time. No, uh, no, you know, I, I would, all this all this celebrity all this celebrity nonsense. Which I was on board, you know, with it. With if Tommy had been fighting him, what's tickled you, Chris? No, um, it, it, it's. You're, you're slowly but surely getting on board with um with the with the whole YouTube. Who <laughs> uh, would have who would have thought it in the summer and that when I was going off? But yeah, no. It, to be fair, you just you, yeah, you've got to think about it. You, you're you're intrigued because you know I mean like everybody else um, say with um, like Conor McGregor, people hate him, people love him. You know what I mean? And people will want will get up and watch to see if he loses, and then laugh when he does because that's you know that's the nature of people. Um, you know, you might hate Jake Paul, but you, you you've got to look at it. He draws people in, yeah. and again, it's that case that people are paying, or maybe they're not paying, but either way, they're watching him to see him lose. I can't say you know other than his own fans and Brett Thomas actually want to see him win. I don't want to see him win. I don't want to sit here <laughs> every time we cover a Jake Paul fight and have to go yeah. and pick Jake Paul. I don't want to do that. But because, you know, we spend so t- so much every week breaking down, analysing fights, I have to go with what I see in front of me. And, you know, that's why I, pick, I picked him over Tommy Fury. I thought he would beat Tommy Fury. Um, but, yeah, you'll get drawn in. You'll get drawn in for Logan Paul versus Mike Tyson next February if that all goes to plan, and we'll have to cover that. And, you know, it, it's this is the way our sport's going. Have we had, have glad, we had uh, anything else? Have we had anything else in? Sorry to jump no. in. No, 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 no. It's fine. Uh, no, that's it, mate. No, okay. Yeah, as you say, just uh, it's been amazing. And we look forward to 2022 and what it brings in MMA and boxing. And, uh, yeah, it's been great. Thank you to everyone. Thank you to everyone this year supporting us, listening to us on the podcast apps as well now. Uh, you know, even people yeah. who've watched it after when they haven't had a chance to watch it live. Um, all the comments, as you said earlier at the start of the show, Chris, you know, it really has. It, it's helped the show, hasn't it? We've had a lot of and, opinions, and, and, a lot of and different the super ways chats of looking as well. And yes, the super chats. and um, the super chats as well. 
Absolutely. Evan's been Evan's been great, Stuart. Um, I, I love that you pushed me to do this, and you know, what I mean, I I, I think um, once I finish this, maybe um, a couple of weeks down the line, before we come back, I might watch our very first one, and then I, I sort of analyze <laughs> you know, how how far we've come. You know, I sat on the other side of the room with a beanie on, very, you know. I don't know what to. I didn't know what to do really because I, I love fights and I can talk MMA for days. I can, you know, you ask me a question, I can answer it for you. But you know, I think I was so timid at that point, and that's not like me. You know what I mean? And I'm sort of go to where we are now, where I can free flow. I, I'm doing it about notes. I, this is the, the the fourth week I've done it. We're writing no notes whatsoever. I told you, I told you this. It's like literally we wouldn't be as note intensive. We went, we were down to bullet points, weren't we? For the most part. And then yeah, it's sometimes you do need do need a little bit of bullet points to think sometimes, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, it's, but but yeah, it's uh, yeah, just stuff. brilliant, brilliant. Uh, no, thank I've you, loved mate. every minute of it. Thank I've you, loved every mate. Minute of it. I have too. I have too. And uh, thank you to John and Rich as well, Powerful.tv. Thank you very much, uh, allowing us to have the platform as well. Um, and then obviously, yeah, we've got a separate Twitter page. We've got a separate YouTube channel as well. We'll still be on Powerful.tv as well yeah. on the YouTube there. It's just another avenue. Um, yeah, so yeah, there's plenty going on. Uh, Chris, anything to end, end on here? Just have got anything? Um, <clears throat> no, just like, like we've just alliterated like multiple times then. Is, uh, I can't thank uh, all of you enough, uh, Powered for Stuart Palmer, all you guys that comment and, and come in every week. Um, Brett Thomas, you know, where Dan is Harry, Brett? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure you'll comment in the in the section later on, but um, you know, to Dan Terra, Dan Terra Sports Inc. You were saying there, yeah, yeah, can't yeah. him. Rachel Cornell, Rachel Cornell, Rambo that's been in and disappeared but yeah. comes back in now and again. Carnage Pain, Carnage Pain, yeah, pain. Um, and Pete Pete Lighton who comes who yeah. comes in now and again, um, yeah. There's so many of you. I, I, I can't yeah. remember everybody, but um, you know, I, I thank you all. You know, for follow, following us on this journey. Obviously, we're not we're not finished. We are coming back next year. Um, we're going to come back even harder, stronger. Um, we've got you know more things planned for next year for Big Fight Weekly. Um, so obviously stick with us. But we, you know, what I mean, we will be back. So don't forget about us in the three weeks. Absolutely, well put, Chris. Well surmised. Yeah, fantastic year. Uh, yeah. Later in the week, this episode will be on the apps as well. And uh, yeah, just thank you to you all. And uh, yeah, this has been episode 43 of Powerful.tv Big Fight Weekly. And we'll see you for episode 44 in January 2022. Enjoy your Christmas. Yeah. I hope it is nice and prosperous for you all. And uh, yeah, just enjoy Christmas. Uh, whether whether yeah. we're locked, whether we're locked down or not, especially oh. in the UK. So yeah, this not. has been episode not. 43. And I hope Santa brings everything you desire. See you in 2022. <laughs>